here today with a special emergency um, breaking news episode of Struggle Session. I don't, I don't even know if we'll number this one. It's yeah. just that we, we just had to hop on the line right quick. Um, this is not because we had a guest lined up and he's probably sleeping. Uh, we, we, we still... <laughs> we, 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 we still... We still... He's still our brother. We love you. Get, get, get your rest. We'll, 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 meet back. we'll link up uh, next time. But yeah. So but but this is a very intentional emergency episode that when we woke up this morning, this is what what we had planned to do uh, uh, on this podcast today. Uh, um, and so, Leslie, would you care to break, break the news? All right. The breaking news is that Joss Whedon is off of Batgirl. <gasps> oh, my God. Like, Just let... I mean, I, I personally, the thing that's most upsetting to me about this <laughs> is that where do you usually... Where would you first turn to uh, if a Whedon news of this magnitude came out? Well, you'd go to Whedon-esque. But so imagine my heartbreak this morning when I typed Whedon-esque.com into my search bar and I remembered, like, being knifed again. It's gone. It's gone. Right. If you go to Whedon-esque.com, you have the goodbye blog from August 21st, 2017. A day that will live in infamy. A day that will live in infamy. The day that... The day uh, the music I, died. The day the music died. It's it's so funny that uh, that all it took really was was one op ed to really just tank him with all of his diehards. Right. Like, that's it. Like one op ed from his ex wife going, yeah, he's not really that good of a feminist, and but boom, the, he is now persona non grata. Well, I mean, and, and, and like of, deservedly. But the one ray of hope through all that was that you know he was attached to, now to the DC universe, the superior. Um, film universe at least until he um, yeah. ruined justice league but nevertheless he was attached to batgirl this was the project that he had been angling for for his entire professional career if wonder woman fell through which it did it, um, it, it, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the the character that has always transfixed joss whedon right after kitty pride for some reason well and now brian michael bendis is doing the kitty pride movie not joss Wow. So they're but they're both on both sides uh, yeah, uh, of this aisle. It's, um, it's, uh, so but let's let's talk a little bit about like the way that this went down. So sure. Joss Whedon is fired from the Batgirl movie, and there's all these articles on you know uh, uh, Hollywood Reporter and everything like that, where basically Joss is like being like. Oh, sorry to the boss. Like he is saying, like <laughs> I, I spent a year doing this, and like I couldn't come up with a story, so I fucked up. Everybody, like, yeah, sorry, read, boss. Let me get the quote. The quote is is really astonishing because it is it is uh, it really it's, is like the most simpering exit I've ever seen. I would actually say it's the most weeding exit I've ever seen. <laughs> the most Joss thing so, I've ever read. So Batgirl is such an exciting project and Warner's DC such collaborative and supportive partners mm -hmm. that it took me months to realize I really didn't have a story. I'm grateful to Jeff and Toby, that's Toby Emmerich and Jeff Johns, and everyone who was so welcoming when I arrived and so I understand uh, so and so understanding when I uh is there a sexier word for failed. That's his <laughs> quote. I so 
Why can't you just say Toby Emmerich and Kevin Sujihara are fucking hacks? Oh, oh, why can't you just say nothing? You got fired from a job <laughs> because, like, you cheated on your wife and she made that public. And then you did, like, an extremely bad uh, uh, fix-it job on Justice League. Yeah, but again, I don't know how much you can fucking blame him when Sujihara and Emmerich gave him no fucking time. Well, I like, think we can blame him. We, st- we can still blame him. Why? Because <laughs> yeah. there were certainly things in that movie where I was like, that's fucking Joss Whedon at his is worse. He can blame nobody but himself for that. You mean like, like when the... So wait, you saw the movie? You went, you yeah. saw it? Yeah, I, I, my wife was watching it. I watched it over her shoulder. So I, I finally uh, caved a little bit. Like, it was bad. Like, yeah. and, and actually it made me take a step back and like, I don't, I think from conception it kind of had problems. I think it's really fucked up and weird that this new thing is happening with studios where the creatives on projects are just completely disposable. Like right. on these high profile... Yeah, completely interchangeable there's these high profile projects which used to be the kind of projects that you know you would have a lot of sway and you would put a, a big director behind now it's like you fire phil lord chris miller like you have uh, uh you have reshoots on rogue one and everything like that these people are becoming interchangeable and it's disgusting that joss is basically like we're interchangeable and thank you for that sir i messed up like yeah, I mean, I, how big of a fucking kiss ass do you have to be to basically he got thrown under the bus for justice like i'm sure he was responsible for most of Justice League sucking but I guarantee you that the executives trying to get the film out before their quarterly bonuses didn't help I mean and that's like an open that's not even a secret like they wanted that movie out before the quarter was up uh, and they rushed it it is remarkable to me that he would take the blame for Justice League and Batgirl failing why would you do that well don't you have any fucking self-respect don't you have any guts to say, look, like, the studio system is imploding. Like, that's why Avengers 2 was a mess. Um, I, I also just think, like, you're fired from a job. Like, if you've ever been fired from a job, like, do you walk out of that job being like, thank you for firing me, sir? No, like, you that's just fuck whack. Yourself. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Or you just, like, walk out and you're like, well, like, fuck it. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> like, I yeah, don't know. I'll just uh, I'll uh, keep my head high. I'll get fucked up for a couple of days. And- Joss, uh, a truly embarrassing human being uh, who, you know... Uh, I know that I know Leslie that you're a fan of a lot of his stuff, so this probably cuts deeper for you uh, than it does for me, who is just a, a Joss hater, <laughs> I guess. Uh, if he had a Batgirl story, he already told it on Buffy several times before, or Firefly, or um, Dollhouse, which I didn't even bother to finish watching. Like he, he's, he's, he's all his creative output like that was good. He's done with now. Like all, all that's left is just like rewarmed garbage and quips and just nothing but trash. And like he should, like you know, there's a point in pro wrestling, right, when certain wrestlers, you know, after they reach a certain point in their career, they've won the championships, had the great matches, done it all, and then they have a choice. Now they can, you know, step away from the ring um, and just let the young guys. Uh, move forward or they can just stay wrestling until they're just almost completely useless and broken down and a detriment um, to any show they're, they're on. And I feel like Joss Whedon has chosen 
that um, that second route, unfortunately enough. Except um, that he also wrote a letter to Vince McMahon thanking him for firing him. <laughs> he yeah, should, I mean, I, he should retire. Really. He should retire or at least just go, do something like different, like write video games or something like that. You know, you don't have to make big budget movies anymore when the last three you've done have been fucking garbage. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you do have some talent there, but it ha- you haven't shown it in a while. And, like, maybe big budget films aren't for you. You were best when you were doing TV shows. Like, that's and, it. And, and stop posting, too. Stop oh, posting God. on Twitter also, Joss. Well, that's, a, that's if you're listening for everybody, really. But we should, I guess, talk about Justice League. I mean, this is uh, yeah, we never actually did. Kind of uh, uh, this is a shock to me that you've even seen it. I mean, this is it was this a is shock probably to me the first too. Of, <laughs> this is the first of your ultimatums, I think, that you've gone back on. Um, and so, how would you like to address before we get into Justice League? Uh, you know, the issue of flip flopping. Okay, first of all, I did not flip flop. I my wife put it on while I was working on this show, as I'm constantly doing. Such sure. hard work. I mean, not all of us can go and take you know, you know, two, three, four week vacations to Thailand. Two, two. To, to Thailand whenever we feel like it. Um, some of us have to work on the show and keep it going. But you know, sure. I, I digress. Um, and yep. my wife wanted to watch, it and she was actually really mad at me for not going to see it in the theater. So I decided to pirate it. To be clear, sure. pirate it. And put it on the TV for and I just kind of watched it over her shoulder, you know, and it was, it was bad. Like, it, yeah. like, like she's, and she didn't like it either. Like her, the best quote from her, and I felt the same way is I'm just waiting for the movie to start. And that was yeah. like two hours in, like there was nothing, nothing happened in the film that felt worthy worthy of the name justice league it didn't feel worthy of like a justice league cartoon like it felt like i was watching like like i don't watch any of the wb shows but it did feel like i was like watching a special episode of like no 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 cw Uh, jack i guarantee you the special episodes of the wb shows are bigger and better than that i (laughs) i swear to god i swear to god more is going on within there's more stakes there i have heard good things actually about the cw shows yeah maybe we should do maybe we should do an episode about those yeah we should watch the one where they fight all the um superhero nazis because they had a huge crossover it was kind of it seemed pretty fun but you know like so you have all this history of like you know justice league cartoons you have all these tv shows even smallville had like a small justice league thing going on and all of them had more thought put into them than this movie did like and it's like hard to figure out what the original sin was really but i think it has to be like man of steel because instead of man of steel being uh, a movie about Superman saving people and doing awesome things. It was just this kind of weird sci-fi movie about this alien invasion. And when you start off from that, then of course Batman versus Superman comes along, and that makes sense. And it, it actually makes Man still look uh, make make more sense in retrospect because you know, of course, Batman is going to try to destroy this uh, alien invader. But then yep. you get to Justice League, and the entire point of the movie is like bringing Superman back. But like he never, he's never had a chance to be Superman. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I, there is a bit, there's a lot of issue in yeah, the why movie. Why did they want him back in the first place? Because Superman had never really done anything that good. There, there, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of issue in the film with like 
their relationships, you know, they like Whedon kind of writes them like they're the characters they are in the comics, but like Batman met Wonder Woman like one day ago or something. Yeah. Like they've only met one time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so weird because they try they lean on all this history of Batman, Superman, or at least us knowing who Superman is. But the past two movies were about deconstructing who Superman is, and you can't do both. And again, okay. I think that's executive meddling. I think that Snyder wanted to do something different, uh, but I do think they said like. You know, they kicked him out, and they said, we want to do something lighter and fun, more Marvel-y. And so they said, well, Whedon's the Marvel guy. Bring Whedon in. He'll make it fun and breezy. And, and so that's and so that's why I kind of actually even I, – I maybe disagree with the characterization that Man of Steel is the original sin, although I don't love Man of Steel. I think that – I think that – I think that the original sin honestly was not recognizing – Batman versus Superman as like the gold standard for DC universe movies. Like I think that actually if they had stuck with their guns on why that movie was good and continued down the path of trying to do superhero movies like that, like kind of, you know, overly melodramatic but never sort of winking at the camera, like over serious and, you know, and subsequently comic booky. So Leslie, I want to push back a little bit though on this idea that uh, Man of Steel was the original sin of the DC universe because I think that while flawed and it set them down a weird path, uh, I think that you were right on the money with like that Batman versus Superman ended up justifying a lot of those things. And if you look at the piece as a whole, like I've even rewatched Man of Steel and I'm like, this is okay in the context of Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but I'll push back. I but mean, I, I, I want to say though that I think the original sin is that they didn't recognize that Batman versus Superman was and should be. Be the gold standard for uh, um, DC Universe movies. I'm going to push back a little bit. I, I feel that so much of the stuff that was added in BVS with like the body count of Metropolis was just designed as a, a reaction to fan backlash over the buildings that were destroyed. I don't think that in Man of Steel, the self-awareness of the casualties that Zod... And Superman. I, I agree, and I yeah. and I said I said that it's in the context right, of right. Batman versus Superman that makes that movie makes like it, more yeah, forgivable, like and, and, and better in retrospect. So I don't think that there was an original sin there. They like tried to fix the mistakes made in Man of Steel, and I think like successfully did so. I think that the the problem here, like the you know the imperfection, was trying to fix Batman versus Superman's problems. Yeah, when there are some, but they're. No, they, they are. are they were not fixing. I mean, they were I not fixing. Liked, they were not fixing think, the things that were problems. Like, yeah. if I'm gonna like, I'll, I'll say the things I don't like about Batman versus Superman. Okay, it's a little bit too long. Batman's um, origin didn't need to be there. You didn't need Batman's wrong. origin. I'm saying what I think was bad about Batman okay. versus Superman. Yeah, I'm so just saying, I'm just saying you're up. wrong. I'll shut the fuck up and let you two DC stands take it over. So I just think that that's the sole thing is that like it gets a little crazy in that third act and okay, you know, Doomsday fair, showing fair. up was like a little bit kooky. The rest of the movie I love actually. Did you like you the know, Justice League email recruitment that the, that one I don't give a fuck about fucking, it. That, to was, be fine. With you. that like, was fine. That was fine. Like a 10-minute like, goddamn montage. So what is better? It's better that we have to like wait through the credits of like six movies to see those scenes like they just did all the after credits scenes in a scene. <laughs> oh come on all right so but i i do want to say like man of still should have been like the second superman movie right like sure. zod shows up in the second superman movie in the original series for a reason because you want superman to come and be special and be this thing that nobody else sees this superman as opposed to this race of super people 
coming to town. Like that. So if there was like a movie before Man of Steel, if Man of Steel was two movies, that would help out a lot too. Like if Man of Steel, if the end of the first Man of Steel was just him like saving the airplane or something like that, like that, that would have justified why people cared about Superman. And then you move on to the next movie, and it's like, okay, this is why Batman is afraid of Superman. And then we get Batman versus Superman. Look, and I'm, then we say, okay, this is why we understand now. Batman is no longer afraid. He's going. He's realized who Superman really is, and he's going to bring him back. And that I mean, would help a little bit. But that movie, Batman was, <coughs> was should have been. I don't know why they didn't make just another Batman movie with Affleck before they even did this at all. It really does feel like it was a movie made, like, two movies after, you know? Like, it feels like the third movie in a trilogy, and so and it's the first one. I, I guess, for my mind, I'm like, I agree with Leslie that, like, it would have been better if there was a Superman movie about Superman being Superman before we had the Zod film. I think that that would make oh. things better. But all these complaints about, like, you know, shouldn't this have been, like, the fifth movie in the series? I'm like, I actually think that, like... W- <sighs> Do do we need those other four movies? No, I know. Like, I, you know I, I agree. Mean? I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Like there's a, there's yeah, like you, there could have been less movies actually. You could if you take Man of Steel out and maybe do Batman versus Superman in a slightly different way. Maybe Justice League could work better. Actually, well, Justice League Justice League I think would have worked better. I, I guess I'm just going to go on the record and be and say it. Release the Snyder Cut. Uh, yes, I, I'm with the people. I want the Snyder the Cut release. Says they didn't even shoot it. I know. I know no that Snyder they say cut. that, but you know what? Like the Richard Donner line? cut. The Richard Donner cut of Superman Two was never completed, uh, and it fi- and it was released. They That's did true. release like 20 years after the Richard Donner or the. Uh, what was the name of the guy? The it was Richard Donner. Yeah, Richard no, the, Donner. the name of the guy who did who ended up taking over Superman too. It was like the Hard Day's Night guy. I can't remember. Oh, I don't fucking remember. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll no, my phone's over there. But yeah, I they like uh, uh, they, that was released, and so I do hold out hope. Like this, we've been through this before, and so I want to say to everyone who's doing all the petitions, like I hear you, I see you out there, and keep the, up the, the good work. The movie, the movie I think about all the time is George Miller's Justice League movie, and how good that would have been. That was all cast and ready to go. They were about to see, shoot. I, Warner the, Brothers pulled the, thing, the plug at the last second. I don't know Justice if it would have been moral. good. I, I don't know if it would have been good. George Miller is great. He hasn't made a bad He's film never yet. Made a bad movie. Even Happy Feet is good. I mean, holy shit, he's just but, a brilliant guy. But the scale of like a Justice League movie, I can't see it happening at that time. Like it, it's hard for me to imagine. It's hard for me that I guess maybe the Matrix was like around yeah, that time. Yeah, man, you could have done it with practical effects, and you didn't have to rely on all the goddamn CG, and you didn't have apocalypse goo. I mean, I, I let's just. I, I want to just. Talk about the world that we live in okay. now, and the it is hell. Whedon. The world of we Whedon. We don't need to think about Kevin Smith and Nicolas Cage. No, I, we don't need to talk about the the spider story that Kevin Smith has like made his second career out of, uh, uh, or whatever. I do, do want to say uh, Nicolas Cage. He looked good in the Superman suit. Um, he does was, look good, and I, I watched the documentary about that uh, Tim Burton that Superman, and it like did seem cool a little bit. Uh, uh, um, but I just want to say, so uh, uh, I think that the Snyder version of Justice League would have been good. And I think that we've seen that borne out by the footage that is going to be released on the Blu-ray that they had on the, the Justice League Instagram. Like, already, we had... 
just, you're laughing at me. No, you're laughing at my you face said that about extremely this. seriously. It I was, think we did an episode it is a here where you talked like it's I a think serious was, subject. JD. Yeah, yeah, you, you, can, you can talk about right. Sonic for 500 right. minutes straight. I know, I know, I'm the one on the spectrum. That's not true, but there is something about Sonic though, and liking Sonic a lot. I just think it's the Marvel versus DC spectrum. Like some people are in the middle, some people are on one one side a little bit on the other you know yeah i i I, we are not centrists on this show in any way uh, um we are men with opinions so but i i do think that like you know zack snyder let's talk about zack snyder for a second here um zack snyder is not a brilliant man i don't think like the brightest guy in the world but i do think he is like a very good filmmaker i think he's got a very good eye i think he can create like some pretty like unique and beautiful right. shots. And I think Joss, he puts the money in. I think he does care right. about making films. And Joss Whedon is a TV director. So right. you can and, actually see mid-scene very... Yeah. If you pay attention, you can tell when you're watching Justice League when you go to a Whedon cut versus oh, you don't when have you to I wasn't even paying... You don't have to pay attention at heart. It was very obvious to me. I mean, like, also, I mean, Ben like, Affleck looks entirely different. No, there are like, you know... The 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 one I, the one that I remember that sticks out to me is like on the mustache. Oh, the mustache is just unforgivable. Oh, like that is just insane. Like, it's like they they he couldn't shave his mustache from it's Man a from Uncle. Million dollar movie. <laughs> and they and and the fact that they thought that that looked good, like the hubris really of it just is what's so funny to me. Just put a beard on him. Like just put a. Beard I mean, honestly, on. like put him in the black suit, give him a beard. It's like so easy. He was dead. Like he's been underground. Like put a beard on him. Uh, um. Anyway, but uh. Zack Snyder, uh, uh, for all his faults, yeah, is like is an intentional filmmaker that like puts together shots. And Joss Whedon is a guy who like does coverage. Like he's a guy who like does the shot of someone from the torso up with nothing very interesting in the background, and like they quip back and forth. And so the one scene that I like remember in Justice League was when uh, Bruce Wayne went to go get. Aquaman and they were like in this bar and even though they were just in a bar it was like shot all cool and there's all these cool angles and then they walk outside and it's just these like this long conversation scene where they just blow through exposition and it's shot like just you know like Firefly it looks like Firefly personality shifts throughout the scene at the yeah. beginning of the scene he's extremely regal and king like and at the at the end he's, he's Chris Hemsworth and Thor yeah. he's just like broing out and it's uh it's blatant like how it shifts from a scene about Aquaman and Batman to a scene about Thor and Iron Man. But I also want to say, though, that so I, obvious. I think that it's clear to me, I think that, like, Zack Snyder, I think, has said in interviews that he didn't really read comics growing up. But yeah, even though sense. Joss Whedon is, like, more of a nerd and, like, has more personal relationship with the source material, I actually think that Zack Snyder is, like, more respectful to the ideas and to sort of, like, the sense of weight behind these ideas yeah, he than Joss underst- Whedon is. Yeah, See, he understands comes- that these are... JDB, you can't speak on this because you're a Marvel fan. <laughs> but you, he understands the that these are mythological figures. These are gods and goddesses walking among us, while Joss Whedon just has... Batman looking extremely stupid with his helmet off and like half his and like a sweatshirt on and like he like he presents that as Batman in this extremely long conversation with um uh, with a uh, Wonder Woman and it just looks bad it feels bad it doesn't feel like it belongs in any movie like like there's so many like because this has been done before like we had a whole like three seasons of like a Justice League cartoon 
Just do that. Just put that on the screen. Have them in a fucking satellite floating above the earth. Make it something cool and sci-fi and futuristic instead of like extreme, like them hanging out in like one of Bruce Wayne's penthouses. It just get weird. Have you guys ever heard of like Frank Miller's Batman Year One script? It's fucking bizarre. Like, yeah, well, he was like a homeless guy. Yeah, Bruce or something. Wayne's homeless, and Alfred's a black limo driver. Yeah. Like, make that. I want to see something really but weird. I, I think where you know we can see that Joss Whedon does not care about any of the source material, like no more than ever in his treatment of the new gods and in turning the mother boxes into the fucking Allspark. Like, I actually, I'm a big, I'm a fan of the Fourth World. I'm a fan of Jack Kirby, and I am personally offended by what he did to mother boxes in this film. So yeah, ugly. It was heresy. It was heresy. Yeah, Steppenwolf was ugly. Um, the mother boxes were... They didn't explain them. Like, if you read the spoilers, like, they actually explain what the mother boxes are, or who they are, I should say. They have, you know, dark side and more about Apocalypse and his and Steppenwolf's relationship to them. And, and it's just... It would make so much more interesting film i still don't know what the with what i saw of it with the pacing if it would be still be a good film because i think in conception like there's just something wrong with this movie like it doesn't like the first justice league movie should be about apocalypse invading like that's like straight up they should have to fight steppenwolf um granny goodness and all those motherfuckers right in the first in the first if you're going to do a justice league movie like i don't know why you would take a pre-movie like it's a, like a pre-movie for I, uh, well they don't do but anything I, but except I, bring superman back i, I think what, i think what snyder was trying to do and i think what you see you know in the like cut footage and the animatics and stuff like that is i think he was trying to do an ensemble film, a truly ensemble film. Like, you see stuff about Flash's origin. Like, Cyborg had more of an individual storyline. I think he wanted to do this massive yeah, story that included art. all of the Justice League members and kind of did an origin story for all of them and then got them, like, fighting sort of the first minion of Darkseid. So, I don't know. That, would, that know, would work. That would work. That, I think, is cool. I actually think that that is cool. Like, if it was about how the Justice League came together and fight like this first minion feeling like oh you know there's no way we're going to be able to deal with someone stronger than him and you know we had to even bring back superman for this guy i think that that would have worked i think it would have been cool but instead we have you know an episode of tv and i and i also think that like what they did with justice league was very reactionary like they just listened to critics who by the way are that as dumb as they've ever been. Yeah. Pretty much payola to hell. Yeah. I mean, and also, by the way, like, remember, like, it wasn't like 15 years ago with any popular movie, it was always like, don't listen to the critics. Like, because crit critics actually gave a fuck about, like, being critical of movies. Popular now, every popular is. movie. The idea that it like is you know a bad thing that just that a uh, Batman versus Superman got twenty five percent. I just disagree with like so one popcorn films. like you know like silly popcorn superhero movies maybe shouldn't be getting good reviews yeah, I mean, from critics. No. Black, uh, Black Panther is the number one movie in Rotten Tomatoes history. <laughs> and, and anybody, it's who not sees the best that, movie of all time. I'm sorry, I don't any, know what to tell you. Anybody who sees that and doesn't see it for like the fraud it is is just you like you're you're too stupid to watch movies i'm sorry it's like <laughs> war for your mind and so i i you know i i just say release the snyder cut i i this is a this is a justice league to me was like a deeply sad movie to watch because like there's no other movie 
that is at as at odds with itself, where you can actually like see the other movie that it could have been and get glimpses of it. Like it's a really fucked up movie to watch, honestly. And I I can't imagine. Hey, you there know, is one other movie that's like that. Bright. What's that? Oh yeah, there is bright. <laughs> See, but bright, bright would have been bright. Could have been good, uh, and so could have Justice League. Yeah, well, um, forty for those two. Yeah, uh, release the Snyder cut. I think that this debate is going to be ongoing uh, until that Snyder cut is released. Um, and so I, I just pray that Warner Brothers does the right thing on this one. I hope it's well, NC seventeen. Well, let's let's do something we don't usually do. Let's let's look to the future. I mean, we got okay. we got we got a brilliant Hollywood screenwriter. We got actor slash writer slash director here. We got a writer here. I'm like, like we it's easy for us to come on and shit on what, you know, people like Joss um do, you know, but we never put ourselves out there. We never say, all right, what's our idea for taking, you know, the DCU forward? So what why don't we brainstorm? What you're handed um the keys to the kingdom by WB. They come up to you and say, Jackson Joss has been, you know, hearing you shit on him on your podcast so much and he says he insists that you be hired next <laughs> to do a dcu movie um because he really liked being shit on a, a lot so what <laughs> w- do we do with that what, what do we sun, do baby would you red sun? sun movie now is the time for a red sun movie i think that's i think that's kind of i think any elseworlds thing is kind of cheating because that's what they're doing with the joker thing anyway yeah, but I think Elseworlds is actually better than the DCU. I'm oh, all know. right, Jack, I'm just asking you. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> let's cut his mic. Let's cut his mic real quick. Um, I, and this might just be, in, in the great spirit of, uh, you know, reactionary creative work uh, uh, from, from DC uh, over the years, I would propose that they do a crisis just to get rid of Justice League. <laughs> I would propose a a full crisis that retcons the events of Justice League with the Berlanti verse as the other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe with every. You know what? I mean, that actually would be dope if they did a yeah. crisis on Infinite Earths that had like Michael Keaton Batman, like had uh, uh, Christopher Nolan Batman universe and the Berlanti verse. Uh, and yeah, it should all be designed just to erase the events of Justice League, and and then yeah, then I think the Snyder Cut should be released in theaters. I would I would relent. I would say I don't want to work on the next film. Please hand the reins back to to uh, Zack Snyder here, uh, and uh, I just will stand back and watch and listen. Yeah, you know, I think that's a pretty good idea. Bringing in the like the TV universe because you. Like, that's going very well. They have, like, seven shows, and people like all of them, from what I understand. Even that new Black Lightning one, which is also, uh, which is charter school propaganda. People like that. Like, people, like, every black person I talk to, like, hey, man, you seen that Black Lightning? That's that's just dope. Like, so people are into the um, WB stuff. I would just, what I would do is do the opposite of what Marvel does. Because Marvel is always about every character gets its own, you know, movie before we introduce them so we can do it the quote-unquote right way. I would say just the next movie, have, like, 50 superheroes, like, show up just out of fucking nowhere. Have Hawkman, have, like, five Green Lanterns, have Hawkgirl, have Huntress, have Robin, have all of them fight Apocalypse. Just, like, and there will be so many superheroes that you don't even care that there's a plot. It's just fight, fight, fight. Superhero, superhero, fight, fight, fight. And just don't give a shit about all these origin stories. Like, when you were watching Justice League Unlimited, they would have, like, 60 characters in an episode, and they would 
have one line to say who they are and they would do it. So just hire Paul Dini to write the script and just yeah, do it Bruce that Tim way. On board. Yeah, get Paul Dini and Bruce Tim to write the script, shove in like 70, 80 characters and just do and just do it that way. Because I think that would be a lot more fun than, you know, this plotting Marvel way where you have to watch 500 hours of film before you finally get a bad third Avengers movie. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen. It really bums me out. I just, I think it was probably Civil War when it hit me that, yeah, nothing, this isn't going anywhere. These aren't gonna build to anything. Like, yeah. it's, actually, like the Marvel movies are, and all, and like the Star Wars movies now, like it's like World of Warcraft. It just, like, it's, it's designed it's to not ever have like a feeling of completion. You know it's what I mean? Show. Like, yeah. you're supposed to get to the highest level of your, you know, plant husbandry. Uh, and then, of course, that will unlock the next 10 levels of plant husbandry. That's what, uh, that's what Marvel and Star Wars oh, is, God. folks. It's it's all it's all it's all Farmville. Everything's Farmville, man. Um, so I so saying that, Jack, I guess you are right. There should be a crisis, but it should be one where everyone dies. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you mean in the in the real world? Oh, uh, in, in DCU, <laughs> in DCU, or the Marvel. You cool? I mean, who is the Galactus of DC? Who eats the planets and the worlds and galaxies? It's still I mean, dark side, dark side. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess the anti monitor. You know, uh, uh, the who who's who put his hand in in Oa or whatever. <laughs> like who's like was Kronos Super- or something like that. Oh, was that Superboy Prime? No, he just smashed. now Superboy Prime. I think that he did it again. But in Christ on Infinite Earth, I think it's like Kronos, who was like an old Owen, like put his hand in creation or some yeah, shit. Can you explain the Superboy Prime to me, actually, while while we're one, you know, before we go, because I hear the snidness in your voice. I hear the Prime. I hear the snidness in your voice. He punched reality. Yeah. Um. So Superboy Prime uh, is a comic book character. Yes. And so subsequently he can do colorful cartoonish things no, like no, no, punch reality. I'm not, I'm not being an asshole. I'm genuinely curious. Superboy Prime <laughs> Why was are you a boy. So defensive? Uh, uh, Superboy Prime is cool. So uh, uh, He is. Uh, Earth Prime in pre-crisis DC universe okay. was our real Earth. It was like established in continuity that that's where like the DC headquarters was and shit. And so in Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, original Earth 2 Superman and original Earth 2 Lois Lane go with a kid who was like featured in like a one-off issue from Earth Prime. They like Got go it. off together, you know, to, to like live outside of... The continuity, basically. Right. Um, and so Infinite in Crisis, which is not, no, no, just in nowhere. In, in like, prime. in different, like, not in Prime, not in Earth Prime. Uh, uh, just they were not having the universe collapse on Got them. And so then, you know, in Infinite Crisis, which is not a good comic book by any means and is, like, hampered by a lot of editorial bullshit, but it does introduce the Superboy Prime character, uh, which is interesting. He comes back, uh, uh, and he's been in this sort of place outside of the universe and through, like, punching this crystal of the universe has, like, you know, fractured events in time and shit like that. Okay. But that doesn't really matter. The point of what he is is he's a whining comic book fan who is in universe has superman's powers oh whoa which is awesome and hilarious like he's the guy who's like mad that things aren't right and like complains about characters but like yeah he and throws tantrums but has the powers of superman it's terrifying so you like this character now (laughs) he is a villain yeah. yeah superboy prime is a villain 
Is that about sum it up, Leslie? Yeah, or yeah, uh, very, very well. Um, and you know, yeah, and it was like used that. to conveniently explain away some retcons that happened for um, inexplicable reasons. But one of those retcons was that Jason Todd came back as the Red Hood, and it was yeah. much better than the Winter Soldier. Uh, that's all for tonight, <laughs> all right, folks. everyone. Yeah. That's all we have. <laughs> Don't add any of us. <laughs> WBEZ Chicago, Chicago Public Radio, Public Radio International. This is American Life, Mark Glass. Each week on our show, we have a theme. And not this week, motherfucker. It's time for a different kind of show. My glasses. My name is Marvin. His name's Jorts. Uh, we talk about work, complain about your boss, uh, talk about... Uh, Their name's Marvin. My name's Jorts. They say intelligent things. I'm a dumbass. Just let's just have a good time. We're here to dick around and build solidarity together uh, through uh, enacting uh, bits of uh, cartoon violence on uh, all of the bosses who have wronged us in the past. So, uh, well, if you want to participate, you can drop us a line, shoot us up in the dang DMs uh, at workingweekpodcast@gmail.com, or you can head on over and subscribe and shoot us up in the dang comments section over at Patreon.com/slash/workingweekpodcast. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.